This is Trash Talk with your host, Garrett the Trash Man. Um, ran a 4-3 just because the Relief Society was so strong. The Relief Society was rather strong. Yeah. They were like, we don't want to mess up the... They were probably like, there's some people that could do good there, but this Relief Society's a... It's a strong unit. I just remember there was a lot of uh, anger sometimes in that. Yeah, yeah, me, Colton, and Bram, we kind of struggled in high school with the whole anger thing. It was, it was just but I think I was the most mellow out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was some grumpiness, though. And I they, they tried to recruit me. The coaches tried to get me into the into the relief society, and then I realized, oh yeah, you're you're terrible at that too. <laughs> so so then they tried to put me on the D line, and like, oh, even worse there. And then they realized I could toe poke the ball about seventy yards, and they said, why don't you just go over there, do that, and not bother us anymore. <laughs> I, think, I think it was Sholo. We played like a five-two against, yeah. and that was dope because I got to be on the D line. <laughs> and I liked that. If I would have experienced that earlier in my career, I probably would have stuck with that. Really? Yeah, it was fun, dude. I remember Sholo. It was the opening kickoff, and they're like, do not kick the ball to the Ellsworth kid. Whatever you do. And so he said, okay, just do a little pooch kick right over the lineman, the front lineman's heads. Oh, okay, coach. I go out there, get it all set up, go to toe poke that sucker. And just drill the dude right in front of me in the chest. <laughs> <laughs> He's all. <laughs> His ball falls on the ground, and he just dives on it. So they get the ball at like the forty. Coach is just passed. I told you to kick it over his head, <laughs> not in his face. <laughs> Doing my best out here. Sheesh. Yeah, it's good times. Back yeah. when I toe poked the ball a long ways. Yeah, there you go. It's good times. All right, dude. What we can talk about on this podcast? I don't know. Probably should have decided that before we turned it on. Nah. Tyler can take this out, right, Tyler? Oh. It says he can't. So you guys are just stuck with us. I don't know. Let's rant. We'll figure it out. We gotta, I haven't even figured out what I'm going to rant about. All right. Well, I'll go first. <laughs> By the way, welcome to Trash Talk, your trashiest podcast on the internet. By the way, Tyler, so I don't forget, we used to be on Spotify. I guess we're not anymore. We need to figure that out. Um, so, dude, my rant. Yeah. I, I posted about this. Did you see my story on Instagram yesterday? Remind me. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. No, that's fine. I was just wondering. So, as you guys know, there's some idiots, and I'll call them idiots because I believe they're absolute idiots. They're tearing down statues. If there's a statue you don't like, that's fine. I, I actually don't understand why we have Confederate um people statues they were traitors but you can vote for it to be taken down don't go tear it down like a child throwing a fit anyway just like um we said freaking like two years ago when this started eventually they're going to start coming after washington and abraham lincoln they were like you're crazy no yeah that's exactly what they're doing yep. but just like everything you're only experiencing your thoughts and my thoughts on this is there's been some pretty good that came out of it for me because you know who I learned about that I just didn't know anything about? Who? Theodore Roosevelt. Oh. Now, we've said a couple of times, I think both you and I are pretty big fans of um, biographies. Oh, yeah. I think it's a great way to learn, a great way to get inspiration, to just hear about people in their as-lived experiences. Um, 
I love it. I love it. Well, these folks trying to tear down a the or no, they're taking down the Theodore Roosevelt statue in uh, New York at the museum. I'm like, why in the, who is this guy? So I start looking at, dude, this guy is absolutely gangster. <laughs> Done anything and everything. Like, freaking just absolute badass. Has like 50 freaking books he wrote. Like, was an explorer. Just did all sorts of stuff. And then was like, alright, I guess I'll become president of the United States. And like, did the Panama Panama Canal. And like, did just a lot of pretty incredible things. Um, I'm sure there's stuff that weren't so great. I don't know. But like, definitely I think overall was... Uh, very productive guy in his life and sounded um, like seemed like a pretty awesome guy. And by the way, you know what the uh, Democrats issue was with the guy? What? He invited a black guy to have dinner with him at the White House. So they hated him ever since then. Huh. Yeah, kind of funny. And now they want to take down this statue because he was the first president to invite a uh, black person to have dinner in the White House. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, pretty ironic. Anyway, but that just shows how stupid these people are that want to take these things down. But I was like, hey, some good came out of it because, you know, Theodore Roosevelt never hit my radar because, you know, our school system does such a good job, you know, of who who would have thought an eighth grader when the teacher said, open up the book, answer the questions at the end, and uh, then we'll take a test at the end of the chapter. You know, that's how my history classes were. So who would have thought that an 8th grader didn't suck in that? And You know, I, I wish I could go retake history in that. Well, I could. I should I should take some history classes because I felt like I didn't really get anything out of history. I'm not going to lie. I love history, and I almost became a history teacher. Yeah, history is pretty dope. I feel like if I was a history teacher, though, I would want to do more because I'd, like, be mm. always reading oh. about all these guys and then be like, I can't sit here all day with these damn kids <laughs> teaching the same lesson <laughs> once. So I'll true. teach you once a week. I'll teach you a lesson about a badass and I got to get to work to be more like these guys. Oh, dude, I 100% agree. That would be hard teaching about all these guys and then, yeah, yep, I concur. Yeah. So that's what I got for my ranch today. Theodore Roosevelt, total badass. I'm going to pick up one of his biographies and maybe read a couple of his books that he wrote. Good old Teddy. Teddy, old Teddy Bear. Yeah, he's pretty cool, dude. So, my rant today is, uh, it's something I've been reminded of over the weekend, and that is, if uh, part of if you want life to be good is take care of yourself. Because you can't, you can't be out there creating wonderful stuff if you aren't good. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so take care of yourself. I got to go hang out with the majority of my brothers today or this over the weekend and with my dad and it was just a grand old time and just being able to relax and hang out and have a grand grand old time was just very refreshing yeah it was fun i think it's really important to work hard and play hard and i know you're probably the same way sometimes the play hard gets um left out sometimes like 90% 90% of the time? Yeah, 95% of the time. It's just work hard, then work harder, and then just work a little more harder. You know what I've been working on along that, that line, too, is I find myself doing things to have the appearance of working hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll work really hard and get things done, and and I could go get a round of golf. No big deal. Or go... Grab my son for an afternoon just because, mm-hmm. and go have a 
have a little trip with him or, or whatever. And I lots of times realize I'm just at the office starting to do menial things that I pay people to handle and do for me. But I start doing it to appear that I'm working hard. And I just don't think it's useful. Um, and I'm kind of just thinking things out right now. And maybe we're just getting into our podcast right now. Um, what I'm wondering about is how could I be with my employees, those that are the business with me, in a way that they experience me as committed and willing to do whatever is necessary for the business and I don't that that there's space in that for me to not always be here more than anyone else yeah you know um because sometimes I, well I think lots of times it's interesting I've been listening to some stuff about Jeff Bezos and um something that was said about him was that he believed his job as CEO of Amazon as he was growing it was to make three or four critical decisions a day. And so that's what he would focus on doing. He wouldn't get caught up in the minutia. He would just wait for those three or four important decisions. And so he didn't get too caught up in in all the other, you know, nonsense. And, uh, yeah, yeah, this, this is good. As I'm sitting here thinking... I'm thinking, you know, lots of times I do things that aren't necessary to show people, hey, I'm willing to do whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's a funny thought. Something uh, to think on. So what that brings to mind for me is good old Robert Kiyosaki's definition of a business owner. Do you know Robert Kiyosaki's? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know, not by heart. Okay. His definition of, a, of someone that can... Uh, or his illustration, I guess, is someone who is a real business owner, is someone who can walk away from their business for a full year, and when they come back, it's just as good or better than when he left. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. He says, because really, if you're gone for a week, and you get back, and everything's gone to pot, and you know you have to literally save your company from going under, mm-hmm. all you do is just own a job. Yeah. You just own a job. That happens to pay other people as well. Mm-hmm. And he says, now, if you can walk away for whatever amount of time and come back and you've set up the relationship or the, the leadership and the systems and everything so that it can just self-sufficiently continue to grow and maintain and, and do the things that it needs to do, that's a real business. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's always stuck with me. Mm-hmm. That's always stuck with me. Well, and you see people that will have multiple businesses, and uh, sometimes I'm like, I don't know how they do that. I don't know how they do that. And it reminds me of this class I'm taking right now um, that has me starting at 6, the class, and the class ends at 8, and then I look to go exercise between 8 and 10. And that's caused a lot of stress for me because generally I'm at the office before anyone else shows up. And, like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, I can't come into the office. Um, at 10, what's everyone going to think? Mm-hmm. And, and it's so silly, too, because if that, like, I don't think that's a crazy thought to be, like, looking to the future and be like, you know, I don't want people to experience me that I'm not committed to the business. 
And as I'm thinking of this, like, all it would take is a little bit of work to go sit down with the important people that I'm really um, committed to to how they experience me and just say, hey, here's the situation. I don't think I'll be the best employer for you if I'm not healthy, happy, and, like, able to be focused. Mm -hmm. And part of that is my exercise routine. And... I've got this here that I'm doing at this first part of the day. So, what you can count on is me being here at this time of the day. And anything you need, you can definitely contact me during that time. But I want you to know, like, you know, generally I'll be rolling in 10 or 10.30. And it's not because of lack of commitment to the company. It's just my schedule shifted a little bit. And, uh, you know, I'd imagine you could really create something. It's like, oh, yeah, cool, great. Um because in areas I do have that, like I've got an office manager. She's an incredible office manager. She, she'll she do the, anything at any time. And it works best for her. She leaves um, at about 2 in the afternoon, about three hours before we close. And it works. It hasn't been a big deal for me. And I know any time that has been, I can request, hey, can you do whatever you've got to do to stay here till 5 or 6 or 7 or whatever is needed? And she will. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I guess uh, like we just kind of stumbled into this podcast, but that's one thing I would want people to take away is um, I think it's responsible. I think leaders at times take responsibility of how others are experiencing them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, a responsible thing to be thoughtful of that and to be in action around it. Um, I find myself defaulting into really what I would call manipulation and that's like oh I'm going to be here but I'm not really here and I'm not going balls to the wall with the business um, when I think it would be better that yeah if I'm here you know it's all on all in on the business you know we're here committed to it and there's times I won't be here and know that still I'm committed all into the business I might be at the lake I might be on the golf course I might be in the weight room but I'm totally committed to the business yeah. I like um, that it makes me think, too, because we've talked a little bit about it, like relationships, and let's take a relationship with, with the wives mm-hmm. right now. Like, a question I, I ask myself a lot is, okay, who do I have to be that has Tasha um, having the experience of being my number one commitment, and she's not, like, I don't spend the majority of my time with her. Yeah. But... There's been times I've seen other people do it. Great example of people in my life. And there's been times where I've done it. Um, I just am still working on doing it consistently. Where I could have a week where I spend the least amount of time with her. But she's ex- she's having the experience that she's in my number one commitment that same week. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think it's just, that's a useful thing to go through your life and look at that. And ask yourself, how do I do it? Because it's not all about time. And I'm just freaking going off right now because I'm just thinking out loud. Well, it's funny you say that because I have, you know, kind of looking at it from my perspective. um, In the past, when I have taken on outside projects from home care, especially in real estate, I have... You know, felt like the company was failing, that we weren't doing things well, 
and that it, it wasn't going smoothly and we weren't heading in the direction I wanted it to, but I had to finish this project because I'd started it and da, da 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 And now when I do those things, you know, I might not be spending as much time on my business, but you're right, like the, the, the feeling is like I'm still there, I'm still just as committed as ever, we're still headed in the direction we want to, we're still making the changes we want to and growing the ways we want to. Um, and, and, and it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm just neglecting it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, hey, see you in two months and we'll have to rebuild everything from there. And it's interesting that, you know, you, you say that because that's the feeling that, the, that's the experience of it now is that, you know, we're able to do that and, and you know, I'm, be, I'm still be able to do both and we still feel like we're headed in an intentional direction with both things, mm-hmm. you know, with real estate and our and our business. Uh, well, and I think that's why it's so important for a leader of a business to have a clear vision. Yeah. Because if that can be shared with people there to go execute on that, um, then it, it gives you the space to to not be there. And I think part of it, too, is you will get more of whatever you focus on yeah so if you step away and focus on real estate and you're going man my business is really going to suffer it's really going to suffer it's really going to suffer that's what you're going to find is your business suffering but if you're like all right i'm responsible i've got you know this i i checked off all these things that my business um will continue to do great continue to grow and continue to go towards what we're building here and i'm going to spend 25 percent less time on this particular business and ship this here to help continue creating wealth for my family. And also I'm committed to whatever comes up with that, that I didn't, wasn't able to foresee Hmm. I'll handle and get back to it. Um, And if that was your focus, that's what would be produced. Well, a good example of that is like right now, you know, we're, we're obviously growing, especially because this is our busy season and, uh, and we're, we're in need of hiring some more help, quite a bit more help, which is pretty common for this time of year. And um, and so uh, last week, you know, I'd really been pushing, hey, we need to find people. So I started putting out word. Uh, we, we, we put some stuff on social media. By the way, if you do need a job in the White Mountains, hit up Ballard Senior Home Care. We are looking to hire non-medical caregivers. I'll put that plug in there. Anyways, back to the subject at hand. And... Yesterday, I was having a conversation with Jordan that helps run my office, and he was like, hey, like, I'm looking at this, all the work coming into the pipeline, it's like, we need people, like, we need to start hiring and, like, be urgent about it, and I says, well, why do you think last week I had you working on all this stuff, and he goes, oh, so you are aware of that stuff, and I'm like, very much so, you know, and he goes, oh, good, I'm glad, because I was getting worried about that, and I says, no, dude, like, we've already taken the steps, like, you know, we don't need to assign the worry to that, because we know that we've taken the steps that we'll be able to create, bringing in the help that we're going to need, and we're going to be able to find good help, and like, I'm confident that we're going to be able to do it, and I don't need to assign worry to it, and like, I could totally see a, a complete, like, oh, okay, he mm-hmm. is keeping an eye on things. We are taking the right steps to do that. Like, I don't have to be stressed out about that because he's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I, I feel like for me, that's a good illustration of, of, of being able to create that experience of like, hey, you know, he might not be here as often, 
but we're still intentionally heading in the direction we want to head in. Yeah. Love it, dude. Mm. Well, I think that's all I got to say for today's podcast. I liked it. I think it was good stuff. All right. Well, appreciate you guys listening. Let's say thank you to our sponsor, Larson Waste, for sponsoring this podcast. Hit them up, uh, Larson Waste, across any of the platforms. And we'll talk to you guys Friday. Peace. Peace.